What you're about to listen to is a Pod Bros exclusive. Age of the Geek, baby. We run the world. I see you shiver with anticipation. Man, what's gotten into you? I got a very special guest in the studio. Uh, another one of the Pod Bros podcasting family, um, member of the Kapow cast, Mr. Tony Vance. How are you doing, sir? I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me, sir. Now, for those of you, the listeners that might not be checking out Kapow cast, which shame on you if you're not, uh, tell us a little bit about Kapow cast before we get into the subject matter for this week. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, basically, it's uh, me, Jeff Jefferson, from... Uh like the 102 other shows that he's on in this network True. and uh, our buddy Mike and we basically get together. Uh, it's a solid review um, show, but we also do like uh, right now we're, we're running the, the March Madness battle Royale that we got going on on our page. But we will do, uh, we'll do episodes based on that and get into like two hour discussions and arguments about who's going to, you know, who's going to beat who, um, it's basically a back and forth banter kind of show with, uh, a good amount of, um, actual fact based. Well, fa- I say that loosely cause we're talking <laughs> about comic books, um, fact based, uh, well, well fact based, uh, grab gets at, um, all about comics and sci-fi and pop culture. Plus you get to hear us just say some of the dumbest stuff on the face of the earth. <laughs> I will say I remember uh, it was two years ago at the <laughs> holiday special you were talking about how your Harley Quinn episode was like the highest rated yeah. of that year. You're welcome for that because I like downloaded twice. That's when I kept forgetting <laughs> I downloaded it before. I actually popped on SoundCloud uh, not too long ago and was curious as to how that episode still was. And it's like close to like a thousand uh, plays and stuff. Hell and yeah. I, I was like. I will never understand. Like, like I love Harley Quinn. Don't get me wrong. Like, the animated series is, like, by far my favorite rendition. But, like, it is insane. Harley Quinn fans are crazy, dude. Like, they are just full obsessed. They're almost like the, the if if Harley was the Joker, they're Harley Quinn. Yes. Like, it's just a sick obsession <laughs> that, like, I can't wrap my head around because, like, it's, her character is very basic in the gist of it all. It is. She, she was created to have uh, more of a like a give a more of a, a human relationship with the Joker, and also because you know the guys running that show were kind of sex pot sex crazed maniacs. <laughs> she she's a sex pot character. That's that's pretty much all she was uh, drawn for. It, but the main reason why I love Harley Quinn, especially from the animated series, is the innuendos that she said wouldn't you want to be writing your harley <laughs> yeah yeah let's see that's that's a grand old <laughs> example of the sex sexpotness of it which i love don't get me wrong but like it's just for like for a character wise like i'm obsessed with batman and the whole psyche of batman and the factor that like him seeing his parents murdered and all that stuff like that could have went like 800 different routes but he chose the route he did and then that escalated and created a whole new other universe because obviously with with you know one catalyst comes a whole a whole bunch of other problems yeah. but like harley quinn <laughs> you know like it's just like all right i get it and then you got the whole other side of the things where it's people extreme are like stockholm syndrome yeah yeah and it's then you got the whole other spectrum of you know people that are just i guess uneducated on the character wanting a relationship like joker and harley and i i can't even help it i laugh to their faces now like i'm like all right fine you know come on over i'll give you a taste of what joker and harley would be like i'll, I'll beat the shit out of you and throw you into the walls yeah <laughs> but 
then again, there are people who like that. I mean, there's that whole Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> yeah. fad going on. Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of girls that like that kind of thing because that that movie and that book have made so much money. Until it actually happens to them, <laughs> then they're like, whoa, <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah, I know. But anyway, that's totally not on topic <laughs> of what we're going to talk about. Right there, that's a gist of what you get with Kapowcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I needed to do that so they can see. Uh, this week, we're talking about not one, but two movies that came out. Uh, this year, I guess you could say. Mm. Uh, we start off with the probably one of the best DC movies. It from what I'm hearing uh, in the last like five years, and probably one of the best Marvel movies, in my opinion, at least in the last two years. I agree completely with you. We get to talk about DC's Justice League and Marvel's most recent movie. The Black Panther. So, Tony, let's start with Justice League. What were your thoughts? My thoughts going in were, God, don't suck. <laughs> I, I was not a fan of Suicide Squad. Um, I was mean, anybody a fan of that? You, there's some people. The only reason I have it, a copy, is because my girlfriend loved it. And I'm just, you know, I questioned our relationship after that. <laughs> the only reason why I have a digital copy is so I could watch the Harley Quinn scenes on repeat. <laughs> and what was it? Um, so, like, in Batman v Superman, like, I didn't hate it. I will say I'm one of the mad ones that, like, the three-hour extended cut, I think, increases the movie value. It does. Yeah. Like, threefold. Um, so I was going into this going... Please, please do not suck. Like, if, if this one is bad, we're not coming back. There's no coming back from this. Like, Wonder Woman did really good. Still haven't seen it. You still haven't seen it? I will not see it. Why? It's nothing against... Or it's nothing against Wonder Woman herself. I think that she's a great character. Uh-huh. I only went to see Justice League because somebody bought me a ticket and didn't tell me what the movie was. <laughs> So Surprise. I got tricked into seeing it because I swear I'm never watching a DC movie because I'm always disappointed. Okay. So okay. that's why I haven't seen Wonder Woman. And I hear great things. I hear great things. I love the soundtrack to it. The score's amazing. Yeah. Have not seen the movie. I will say there's one scene, if you can find it, I would highly suggest you check out. And I'm sure you've heard about it. It's the No Man Land scene. Probably one of like, probably top one of my top picks of like a cinematic, uh, shot scene in recent years. It's everything's like almost everything's almost on point. Nice. You got you got your you know your slow motion obviously because you have to have that in superhero movies, um, and then the soundtrack linking up with it and like just the moment is just so like emotion filled. That like it, it like just talking about it right now is giving me tingles. Um, it it was just one of those things, and I honestly I I don't know if I ever said this, but when I was in the theater and I was watching that scene, and when that scene happened, I literally teared up. Like I was like, wow, like this is this this we need more of this, and less of the garbage that's happening. Uh, but Justice League back to, back on track. Um, so went and seen it, sat through it, and. I would say um, I've only seen it the one time still. I wish I could have watched it again before we did this. I enjoyed it for the most part. I The thing that really ruined it for me was you could really tell sitting there who shot what and where the reshoots were and where Josh Whedon kind of jumped in and did his little thing because like it's it's almost too jarring. Like I can tell because I'm familiar with both the directors and I can, I can tell who styles who, um, but there was so many like fan service parts that I was able to overlook it, like the fight sequence, uh, with Soups and the League, was one of those moments again. I was just like, this, this is this is what I've been waiting for. See, with me, I did 
waste the money to go see Batman v Superman in the theater. Uh-huh. Hated the movie. Uh, it, I love the score. Hated mm. the movie. Hans Zimmer, dude. You can't go wrong Exactly. Um, when I was like, okay, they did the death of Superman. And at the end of Batman v Superman, you see the dust cell right, yeah. coming out. I was like, oh, God, they're going to raise him too soon. They're going to raise him too soon. Raise him. Why? So going into Justice League, again, didn't know I was seeing it until I see the DC splash screen. I was like, bastards. <laughs> anyway, I sat there. I watched it. And you're uh, a very trustworthy person. Like you, you actually drove to the theater. No, got carpooled. the ticket. Okay, either they way, they bought the ticket. There was, I, I was there at was, the bar. <laughs> there was transportation to the theater. You got the ticket. Had the usher rip it. Go into the theater. Did not look above the theater to see what it was. Nope. And sat down. You're a very trustworthy person. You better watch your back because people <laughs> are going to take advantage of that. Yeah, trust is one of my <laughs> biggest faults. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm watching the movie, watching the movie. They go to resurrect uh, Superman, uh, Clark Kent, whatever you want to call him. I was like, too soon. <laughs> In a movie like this, especially when you know what going into it, it's going to be two parts. Uh-huh. You wait until the last 30, last 30 minutes in that last caveat of the movie to be like, okay, we are going to do another one. That's when you bring him up. Have the main characters struggle, and we gotta find a way. We gotta find a way. Hey, this might work. Let's try it. And that's where they end the movie. Don't go into the big climactic battle that they did at the end. Uh-huh. Granted, it was a decent fight, but still, don't go into that just yet. Build up to the resurrection of Superman. That way, come Justice League Two. The first 10 minutes is him coming back. Then you can have that big Superman versus a league fight that, Uh I will agree, was an amazing fight. Awe-inspiring fight. But it had that at the beginning of the second movie. Build up to it. Don't just, and halfway through, we're bringing back Superman. (laughs) So you're saying that you you would have wanted to see this Justice League stretch out into two movies um, with Steppenwolf as like the main villain kind of deal? In both. And that way you could go into a third Justice League movie, kind of like what they did with uh, the Avengers movie. You have Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, pretty much following right at the heels, and then go into like Civil War, uh-huh. have that be what they're playing with uh, Dark Side coming in and okay. having the Dark Side Wars. Okay, okay. so you're talking about flushing this this whole storyline out. Yes. Instead of, <clears throat> let's cram and condense it into this and then have the Dark Side Wars be the second movie. Yeah. I mean, Stretch it out. Flush it out. It's definitely one of uh, the DC uh, universe's like, down, down plays. Is uh, when it comes to writing for comic book wise, like it's pretty good with with the whole bringing back and the timing and stuff like that. Um, with these movies, I can almost put, I I can put myself into the 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 shoes of like a, a a studio exec or whatever, and feeling this giant ball of heat that is Marvel, <laughs> just like triumphing it's a box office juggernaut there's no stop in this thing oh yeah no and going we messed up we should have been doing this back in the 80s and then like you know doing what any sane person would do in that situation and just cluster fuck stuff together and just cram it cram it cram it and go here like it and it's 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 disheartening for me as a fan, but at the same time, I can see through the evolution of the DCEU, even though it's been very, very rocky, that they're starting to gain their their tread, gain their momentum. I think if they were to do that, if they were to stretch out the Justice League movie, um, it would have lost whatever they had. Because they were, like I said, they were already so far gone that me as a fan, and I'm a 
big DC fan. Like I love I like in in comparison, I will choose DC over Marvel any day, comic book wise. But I went in that theater very hesitant. I said I even said out loud and um to multiple people, if this movie is bad, I'm done. I'm not seeing anymore. I'm over it. Because this is now you Until know, somebody tricks you like they did me. Nobody will ever do that to me. <laughs> I already have trust issues. <laughs> We're going to the strip club, Tony. All right. <laughs> Even that's like, we never go to the strip club. I have to force you guys to go to the strip club. You haven't been with me, have you? <laughs> I used to work at strip clubs as a DJ and bouncer. I heard that at the holiday special this year. I was just like, wait, what? He, yeah. used to, he used to work as a bouncer at a strip club? Like, that's crazy. Like, I, I, I was one of those times where I was just sat back. I was like, huh. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my many, many, many side jobs. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I, for me as a fan and as a loyal fan at that, I was ready to give up on him. Justice League, the way it was, even though, like I said, it was jarring uh, because you could see Whedon and Snyder. Um, <clears throat> it saved me from just up and leaving. If, I think if they were to do the format that you were saying, where they'd stretch it out, keep soups, even though I'm not a big Superman fan, I actually really hate Superman, um, and keep the soups reveal for like a second movie. And if we're talking like that, that first Justice League movie was still like two hours, two and a half hours, whatever the runtime was. Uh, hour and fifty nine minutes actually. It was okay. under two hours. Wow, I'm actually thumbs up because that seems to be like a feat nowadays. <laughs> a movie under two hours is unheard of. Um, but if they were to do that and then not have like any of the fan service that came with the Justice League movie, I'd be like, yeah, no. You know what? That was the last $40 of mine you're going to take. I'm done with it. I'm going to go over to Marvel where now I can walk in and probably about 99% I'm going to walk out satisfied. And I'm not going to give you any more of my money. Um, so, like, I would agree with you if DC started as strong as Marvel did. If they would have done all that character build up and all the all the origin stories and like, let us, you know, find and figure out and, you know, feel for these characters like Marvel did with the setup of the first lineup of the Avengers. Each, each person had their origin story. You, you knew this person before they all came together, you know, besides like Hawkeye, which, you know, well, you see him in Thor one, but he doesn't get a backstory. Like he doesn't, it's just like, oh, that's the guy that shoots the arrows. Yep, okay. You don't see Natasha Romanoff until, what was it? Uh, Iron Man 2. Yeah. But you kind of get, you get to, with Natasha, you get to know that character a little bit. Clint, it was, Thor tries lift hammer, I'm aiming my arrow, <laughs> and that's it. You don't see Clint until the beginning of Avengers. You don't see him anymore, and it's just like, uh, sitting there I think you see him a little bit in uh, Cap I don't where in, no sorry it was uh, Winter Soldier that you saw him in it was a flashback scene that you he was just walking by the wayside and I was like hey look there's Hawkeye oh really I'm gonna have to go back I'm actually almost to Winter Soldier so, oh, you're doing the whole. Uh, I'm not as, lead up to. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> as on schedule as most people, but I'm trying to be. Um, and then there's obviously ones that I skip because I'm just like, you know, I don't need to watch this one again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like Justice League for what it was, um, I think was a good call, even though, like I said, it was, it was a risky call, and there's. You know, people like you that think that should have been stretched out, that they brought Superman back too far. I will say, the dirt rising off of the the casket at the end of BBS, yes, that was too soon. Yes, massively too soon. Like, I was just like, you couldn't even, like, not let us know that he was dead? Like, 
Superman is that precious to DC that like nothing can happen without Superman. And that's that's uh I mean that's the anti Superman fan in me. Yeah. Batman but, Forever. <laughs> Not Val <wait>. Kilmer. <laughs> Who is going to be at Motor City? I uh I will be Definitely getting an autograph from that dude. I'm going to be getting an autograph from Stephen Amell because I've always been a Green Arrow fan. Dude, I'm getting an autograph, photo op, <laughs> all that stuff, dude. Stephen Amell is like one of the best human beings that, that like, on the face of this earth. Do you know that all that money that he makes from cons, he donates? Yes. And Stephen Amell, if by any chance you have to <laughs> find out about my show and listen, I would love to have you on to talk to you. <laughs> I will be your new Red Arrow. <laughs> I don't care about getting you on my show. I want to be the Red Arrow. <laughs> he has a build for it too, so I, I'm a. I'll, I'll even be Diggle's sidekick. I don't care. <laughs> Diggle's a, Diggle's a cool dude too. My buddy's actually going to uh, Heroes and Villains in Chicago to see the trifecta. Yes, and like I am, like I'm just like dead inside because like we work together. So if he calls off a day, that pretty much screws me. Um, <laughs> And he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm meeting Stephen Emil. Oh, yes, I'm meeting, you know, Felicity and Diggle. And now Katie Cassidy's coming. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I hope you have fun. Nut shot. <laughs> you know, really calm, collected. You know, one of those, like, super calm and collected where they go, you all right, man? Like, I figured you'd be a little bit upset or, you know, I was, I was just joking. No, no, it's fine, dude. Like, you go and have fun with that. And then it got announced, Stephen Meal, Motor City Comic Con. I was like, yes! Super fanboy moment. I was like, yeah, it's happening! <laughs> it has begun! <laughs> so, I will say, with DC, as much as I distaste or dislike a lot of their movies, don't really detest them, but they are tasteless at times. Yeah. Their animated films are on lock. You can, well... Killing joke aside, the the DC animated universe is on lock. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We do we do a lot of reviews for those. I just saw the one that posted this week, which I'll get to sooner or later. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, is it up now? Yeah. Oh, cool. See, <laughs> you sleep during the day on midnights, dude. The world passes you by. Yeah. You wake up, it's a whole different place. Um, but yeah. Uh, those DC uh, animated movies, it's one of those things. Mike's a little worse than I am, but like it's one of those things. Like, oh, new DCEU movie uh, animated movie is coming out on Tuesday. Well, guess where I'm at Tuesday, picking it up. <laughs> you don't have to tell me anything about it. You know, it's just like, all right, you haven't really steered me wrong. Besides, for like Batman, Bad Blood, Son of Batman, and a couple other things. Killing Joke. I I, I actually haven't seen Killing Joke. Don't waste. <laughs> The time or money. Well, I was told you skip the introduction scene. You, like, skip the first 15, 20 minutes of the movie, and then it gets good. Okay, that's probably, like, the one with, like, him and Barbara. Uh Okay. I was told you skip all that, and it's a really good rendition of the killing joke. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's, like, a four and a half, five. What? That's if you skip the first little bit of it. Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy couldn't save it, huh? As much as I love those two voices, no. Hmm. Because the writing did not take it as close to source material as, like, let's say the Judas contract. Okay. Which was still not... It wasn't spot on. It wasn't spot on, but it was better than Killing Joke. Uh, Apparently, Gotham Gaslight, uh, they change the twists and stuff like that. Uh, So, like, if you've read the comic, you will... Not know the ending, and the ending, that's always good. Yeah, the ending is, uh, is in my opinion, uh, pretty phenomenal. It was one of those times where I was just like, "Whoa!" Didn't really see that coming. But on the other hand, I was sitting there enjoying the film, not trying to pick it apart. Um, but yeah, the DC animated films are like just a phenomenal. They are the animated version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, exactly, and. <laughs> Nice segue. The Marvel animated series is a DCEU live action film. Dude, they're just like they they were an abortion that happened too late. Like that <laughs> I I I have watched all 
of those animated films for the most part. Like anything that comes within my radar, I'll go, maybe this is it. You know, I've watched like you know, that that Iron Man and Hulk one, and you know the the one where Iron Man and Cap team up, and it's just like. they're they're, honestly they're painful to watch even back in the day you know we'd watch like ultimate avengers before any of this came to blossom that we know nowadays we'd watch ultimate avengers and you know we stood by that movie we're like yeah man ultimate avengers is awesome and i can't remember i I think we went back at the very beginning of the podcast and did a review on it we watched Ultimate Avengers again. Like, oh, well, this was a good movie. Yeah, let's let's watch it again and do the review. Oh my goodness! You I took hated, off the rose-colored glasses. Yeah, I hated that film. I was just like, why did we like this film again? <laughs> and all all of us were like, no. I remember it being so much better. I go, maybe it's like one of those things. Like, it was good when we watched it, but now we have all this over here, and it's not up to par anymore. Um, not to mention the Hulk is just garbage. Good one though. Um, Hulk versus Wolverine. Ooh, Savage Wolverine. Uh, it's still kind of like the X Men Wolverine. Uh-huh. Um, he's a little bit more aggressive than what I remember the '90s uh, Wolverine being. Um, but not only that, but you get like this whole like Team Weapon X. Uh, Side stitch where you get to encounter Lady Death uh, Strike, you get to encounter Deadpool, you get to encounter Sabretooth. Sabretooth, and like that is one Marvel movie that like I'm like or Marvel animated animated movie that I will watch repeatedly. Hmm. It actually came on like a dual disc with like a Thor versus Hulk, which that was upsetting. <laughs> you would figure that it would be a little bit more intriguing than that, and it's not. Yeah. It's basically Thor Ragnarok before Thor Ragnarok came about. <laughs> and although funny that one was, it wasn't that good of a movie. Now, you talk about the live action Thor yeah, Ragnarok? Yeah. I'm glad I finally found somebody that said that. I, I, I have found, uh, I'll rephrase that, I've found other people outside of the podcasting realm that were just kind of like, you know, agreed with me that like it was enjoyable, but like, can we have what we had with Thor back before, but just a little better. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want a Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, slapstick Thor. Like, I want Thor, and I want him to be just a juggernaut. Well, out of the three Thor movies, that's not my least favorite Thor movie. Dark World? Dark World's my least favorite. Everybody says they don't like Dark World. I I like Dark World. Um, I, I don't like... How Malekith is such a wipe off, but that's a that's an MCU device. Yeah, all their villains are very lackluster at best. Besides, like Loki, but the only reason we, Loki is what Loki is, Tom is, Hiddleston is Tom Hiddleston, the fan this behind Hiddleston and his uh, portrayal of Loki. If that wasn't there, and nobody really cared about Loki, Loki would have been the same way. Yeah, but moving on to Black Panther, uh, my personal opinion was this is probably the best movie ever. The special effects were top-notch. The music, not the score, but the soundtrack, the soundtrack of it yeah. was phenomenal. The score was great, too. Um, seeing the actress, I'm forgetting her name, that plays Michonne in the Walking Dead uh-huh. movie, it was like you couldn't tell it was her. That's how good <laughs> the makeup and everything was and uh having the two tolkien white guys in there was <laughs> phenomenal the page has turned um black panther was definitely a, a in my opinion a solid solid movie it's it's done for me it's done a, a lot for the whole universe marvel wise than like the past 5 marvel films they it's it's not obvious to like a, a, a normal moviegoer or anything like that, but there's little characteristics and the factor that uh, Wakanda is willing to help out at the end just kind of it takes it almost takes the Marvel Cinematic Universe and tips it upside down. Yeah, like now you have this 
humongous element, Vibranium, the tech that Wakanda has and will be available to the universe now. You know, and the the universe can draw from that, and it's just like, this is huge. This is huge. Like we already seen the dabble in Iron Man three and, um, Avengers and stuff like that of like the nanotech that Tony starts to work with, um, and that's like beginning stages, and it's very like a, okay, uh, very kind of like a. Primitive. Primitive, yeah, in, in the gist of things. And, like, to see, like, that Black Panther suit that he has that's made completely out of nanotech that just forms on him. When when we're in that scene and he's in, in the lab with his sister and he's showing him this new suit and you see it turn on, it was it's one of those things where I just sat there and I was like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, <laughs> I, sorry, sorry. I, I geeked out a little, a little bit. Um, but you are totally right. I actually never said this on the on our review. Um, the soundtrack was pure fire. Like it was just it was a perfect perfect kind of mixture of like uh I guess like the hip hop industry and then the the scoring of like you know, major movies and stuff like that. I will disagree with you that the graphics, uh the CGI and stuff, I wasn't a fan of. It seemed very lackluster, and I don't really. I'm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I. I. I, I will elaborate in saying that, like, we had Doctor Strange, which was a visually just jaw dropping. Yes, it was a. It was just crazy to watch. You know, it. You. You. You felt like you're tripping on acid when you didn't take anything. <laughs> so, flash forward, we. Had Doctor Strange, it opens up, you know, it does pretty good, but it doesn't, you know, it's not up to par, uh, box office numbers wise with like a, one of the OG Avenger movies. Well, because not that many people <coughs> know Doctor right. Strange. Right. But then you, you get over to Black Panther and you're having that same conundrum where there's some people that know what Black Panther is, but is there really a massive following like there is with Iron Man or Captain America? So like as a studio... I would think they would look at it and go, you know what? Let's do the CGI, but let's have all the scenes dark, and let's kind of save some money on the CGI since we use so much over on Doctor Strange and see how this plays out. You know, like there's a lot of videos. Uh, like the first week it opened, there was a lot of videos of like people complaining that there was no merchandise for Black Panther. Okay, but like. Just step back for a second and realize that you're talking about a massive corporation here. Do you think they're going to go through the time, the money, and all this other stuff on on a hero that has not premiered yet? Except in an ensemble cast. Right. And put all this massive marketing into toys and the backpacks and the you know, bed sheets and all this other stuff. Now, if you go online, it's all starting to come out. Yeah. I see a bed set. I'm 31, and I'm like, man, that's a cool bed set. <laughs> there was a hoodie. I, I, I'm having a lot of this currently. There was a hoodie that's basically like his deal, but it's it's a very sleek hoodie. It's not like, you know, like the uh, – it doesn't look like it's screen printed on. Like This thing looks legit. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool, but I don't know if I could buy it because <laughs> it, it costs too much money. Well, it's not even the money. It's like – I'm white. <laughs> Is that going to be a problem? Like, I really like this hoodie. Um, but as a whole of a movie, uh, Black Panther, <clears throat> for me, was up to snuff with what Marvel was doing. I would, I'm going to say this loosely because I... It's so big now that I can't figure out the timeline right off the top of my head. Probably before Age of Ultron. So still early phase two. Yeah. Um, like Winter Soldier-esque? Yes. Yes. It, it's kind of like I placed that movie back in that time period because it's it was that good. Uh, the backdrops of the movie were, were um, fantastic. Um, obviously being embraced by the uh, culture behind it. 
Wakanda being in Africa and all this other stuff. And uh, actors were spot on. They were enjoyable. I loved watching them. Um, Michonne. Michonne, I actually didn't know it was Michonne until a week after seeing the movie. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm not a Walking Dead fan. Uh, I've watched up to like season five in, in hopes that I can get Mike into like a uh, like a battle debate over Walking <laughs> Walking Dead because they're like I have a I have a bucket list full of issues with that show. And um, yes, yeah, so do I. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I think somebody had told me. Or something along those lines. Or I was like, I did one of my moments where I was like, who is that? And I IMDb'd it. But yeah, I I found it was Michonne. Then I found out Michonne, when she's on the show for Walking Dead, her dreads are her a wig. wig. Since like the beginning. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I did. I didn't. Well, I you, don't care. So. You, you, you must not have watched a couple of um, Talking Dead that followed after that she was on you're totally right i didn't because i only watch them on netflix where i can get uh, it all out of the way in one sitting <laughs> i'm you're not gonna get me tuning in for the show it was it's no <laughs> i gave up after season one that's how much i i, I like the show see i thought season one was by far the best season that they had <laughs> but carrying on it did get better but no seeing michonne as soon as she smiled i was like that's her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mainly because you don't see her smile unless she's with Coral. <laughs> okay. And when they're interacting, you'll see a smile. And uh-huh. she has the same smile, although there's makeup and battle paint and all that. Right. You see the smile, you're like, that's her. Just like, uh, oh, God, I'm forgetting her name. Uh she was in 12 Years a Slave. She did the voice of Maz from Star Wars. Uh, I can't. I don't got a name Lupina Nwang or something like that. Sure. <laughs> uh, she played um, Black Panther's, I guess you could say, girlfriend at the end of the film. Ah. He saves her and all that. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize her because for the longest time I've seen her with a shaved head right 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 and it wasn't until i i am deep eater and when i was in the car i was like oh no no kidding <laughs> oh um okay i actually I, I wasn't familiar with most of the cast to be honest um hopefully I, you knew andy circus yeah well yeah <laughs> i knew andy circus i'm a big andy circus fan i love andy circus Precious. Everything that he has done, mocap, acting, like he's he is now starting to become one of those actors where like I see him credited, and I go and see the movie, yeah, because like I'm just like I'm like this this guy does you have to yeah this this guy knows what he's doing, um, it, it I lost my train of thought now, crap. Oh. I wasn't very familiar with any of the any of the cast, and that's kind of a new aspect for me. Going into a movie, I'm I'm usually pretty familiar with a lot of them, but a lot of them are um, very acclaimed actors. Oh yeah, Forrest Whitaker being r- one of them. Yeah, I, I love Forrest Whitaker and Species. <laughs> so, <laughs> drop that one on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, still, my buddy John Patrick has the best. Uh, drop uh bruce campbell was in congo in really in a very very bit role i haven't seen i haven't seen congo since i was like a kid like i i i can tell you like right off the bat that i remember and i will always for the life of me like till i die uh remember the part ugly gorilla (laughs) (laughs) you know i use it a lot in my in my everyday life um but I cannot remember that movie, like any of it besides that part and the fact that the the bad bunker, the bad gorillas were super, super scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, Bruce Campbell is in Congo. Yeah. And I believe Congo is on Netflix, so I'm going to have to go and watch this because I didn't know that. It's a total bit role. I mean, he's in it for like... Very Spider-Man-esque role? No, no. More like... Um... 
Like if you blink, a- any Stan Lee cameo. Okay, so if you blink, you, uh, you'll miss it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, so he's gonna be taping his eyes open. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> I'll do it. I won't blink for like I, I've not blinked for forty five minutes before. So, um, but yeah, critically acclaimed actors. I that's not really my area. Like everybody watches the Oscars. I don't care about the Oscars. Like I don't care about probably ninety percent of the people winning. Like it's just it's not for me. I don't care. I want my action. I want my adventure. And I want you know things that the Oscars don't even glance at. And uh, so having all these acclaimed actors, besides for like Whitaker and uh, Angela uh, Bassett, yeah, the the big name ones that have already kind of like came up. Um, what's his face? Eric Killmonger. It's his. Uh, name is, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Um, I, I wasn't very familiar with it. I I didn't even know what's his face, Black Panther. Um, uh, Chadwick uh, Bronson. Thank you. Uh, was in forty two. Yes. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he played Jackie Robinson. He did. And although fun fact, uh, not many people have recognized this. Harrison Ford is actually the owner of the baseball team. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen it once when I was drunk. <laughs> So I can vaguely remember the movie, uh, but that's that's also one of those Oscar acclaimed movies that it's just it's not for me, man. I just I don't know what it is. It's about sports ball, and you're a nerd. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I do have a uh, strong hatred for sports because of my growing up and being bullied by people who played sports. So um, I do have a, a disdain. For baseball, for football, not so much hockey. I like <laughs> hockey mostly because back when I was growing up in hockey, we'd have all our brawls. I don't really watch it much anymore because they don't fight as often. And you know, you can only watch guys skate up and down the ice for so long before you know you see the shiny ball roll past you and you go, "Oh, you're waiting for them to come out with brooms and yeah, do <laughs> something, man." I get more excited about seeing the zamboni pull out. I'm like, "Oh yeah." He's making it so smooth. Hey, not every hockey game can be a Mighty Ducks game. Uh, no hockey game is ever a Mighty Ducks game. If if a hockey game became a Mighty Ducks game, their ratings would skyrocket. <laughs> Just seeing somebody form, like... The Flying V! Yeah, the Flying V. Um, there's, there's, like, YouTube videos of high school uh, hockey teams doing it that have, like... A huge amount of hits on their video. Like, they're a viral sensation. So, like, why doesn't the NHL take that as note? Like, hey, maybe we should incorporate some gimmicks here. The sad thing is, <laughs> most of the hockey coaches for around this area are my age. <laughs> so they grew up watching all three movies in the theaters. So why don't we see more Flying Vs and more of the uh, uh, the brothers? I can't remember the Beatdown Brothers. I can't remember. The Bash Brothers? The Bash Brothers. Yes. At, at, in, in the high school level. I feel like you can get more people in the seats. Because if uh, in high school level you even think about checking someone, you get penalty. Yeah, that whole concussion thing ruined, exactly. ruined everything. Ruined, ruined everything. No more chair shots. No more nothing. <laughs> but, all, all because we realize that it's a bad thing to hit somebody in the head repeatedly and have their brain shake back and forth. Yeah, that happened to me for the longest <laughs> time. It it took him that long to realize that eh, maybe maybe we should probably dial this back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> put more padding in the helmet. <laughs> How long did that whole deal go? Like put the whole put more padding in the helmet before they realized that your brain can shake without the padding or with the padding. Uh, ten twenty years. It, was it? See, that's it. I don't know. <laughs> that's why I. I respect my elders, sir, but I will say that I I am probably smarter than my elders. <laughs> they could probably show me how to use that hand saw over there, but I'll show them how to get on Facebook and blow their freaking minds. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things, dude. It's just it's that old mentality. I don't understand it. Never will. The the backwards thinking of it all. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. And we got lost again. Yeah. Um, 
going back to topic, um, <laughs> what would you rate Justice League if you were to give it a rating? One out, one to ten. One being, I'm going to burn out with fire. Ten being, it was the best movie ever created. Uh, you know, before I came in here, I said, maybe you should listen to those reviews and see what you rated them. <laughs> and at this moment in time, after you asked that question, I'm really regretting that I didn't. <laughs> I would say yes. just I would say Justice League. I would probably give it like a D for effort. I'd probably give it probably like a six point five. Maybe. That would still be a C average. Would it? Sixty four percent. See, by day that was a D. D is uh, 59 and below. Yeah, that was an E for me. No, E is 49 and below. Not in Taylor schools. <laughs> Truman, it was it was 59 or below was an E, I think. Mm. I'm like 90% sure. No, no. Are you telling me wait, that wait, my whole si- high school 65? career... Well, it depends on if it was an AP class or a regular class. I've went. Do I look like an AP kind of guy? I'm not an AP guy. I'm. It says a regular class. <laughs> then yes, it would be a D. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ha <laughs> Well, I was afraid that my whole high school career, I was being like lied to. Like, is my grade point average higher than what I thought I graduated with? Um. Anyways, a D <laughs> in stupid people's terms. Um. <laughs> I would give it probably like a 6.5, uh, teeter-totterings in between that and a 7. Depends on my mood, really. <laughs> um, it was it was a saving grace for DC. Uh, it did fan service. It let us see our favorite heroes team up. Um, it... No, I didn't see Nightwing in it. I didn't see Green Arrow in it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. It allowed us to see the OG Justice League team up. <laughs> no, because I didn't see Green Laner in it. <laughs> Which I'm upset about. But there was that little kick at the beginning uh, where you see the Green Lanterns and the, the ring slips off. Mm, I love me some Green Lantern, especially some Jeff Johns Green Lantern. Fantastic. No, none better, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd probably give it a solid sense of argument, 6.8. For me, it was a saving grace for DC films, but the rush of uh, bringing soups back into the film kind of offset it for me. So I'd give it like a... Five nine to six one. Wow, you a soups guy? No, no. I'm a Nightwing guy. I'm a Green Arrow guy. <laughs> Did you, uh, speaking of Green Arrow, you ever read Kevin Smith's? Yes. Run? Okay, good, good man. You have to read that one. Okay, yeah. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. That's why. <laughs> I know. Just so just making sure that you had actually read it because it's probably some of the best Green Arrow stuff oh, I've read. Oh yeah. Moving on to well, no, the Green Lantern Green Arrow crossover. Oh from the yeah. 80s. Oh no, that's. That's a good time. Yeah, that's a good time. But Neil Adams about... and Denny O'Connor at his best. <laughs> um, moving on to Black Panther, what would you rate that? Um, I would definitely give Black Panther a solid 8.692. Wow, so definitive 8.692. Not <laughs> yep. an 8.7? No, nope. 8.692. Listen to the podcast and you'll understand. I'm leaving an element out of there, so I have to I have to make him want more. I guess he must have calculated pie in there or something. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're talking about you're talking about actual thought in the comic book based world. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we bring suits back in one movie by using weird juice and a shock ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, my thoughts on uh, the film, again, I thought it was probably the best Marvel movie in the past couple of years. And that's counting uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's counting uh, Civil War. That's counting 
uh, Thor Ragnarok. I know I'm forgetting another Marvel movie in there, but no, because Deadpool wasn't Marvel, it was Fox. Mm-hmm. Oh, Spidey Homecoming, oh, technically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I give it a solid nine. A nine? All right. I can respect that. Um, it was missing a couple subtle nuances. Um, again, nothing against Michael B. Jordan. I thought Killmonger was a great character. Mm-hmm. But seeing him, I saw Johnny Storm. See, that's insulting. <laughs> like, to say that, like... I also saw Apollo Creed's son. Cause that's I, the one I kind of seen more. Which, they are making a... Creed two with a with a uh, with a Sly Stallone and uh, Michael B. Jordan also um, Dolph Lundgren yeah he'll be facing the second coming of the Russian yeah if he dies he dies <laughs> another one I use in my daily life <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah what my... about Chris Evans did you see him as Johnny Storm in both movies and it's like. <laughs> uh, I see Chris Evans as Captain America. I see the dude from Push. <laughs> I see the dude from Losers. Well, <laughs> the tech guy. I- I'm thinking, keep it comic book related. Well, Losers was a comic. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I know Vertigo, Push. I, I know Push was a very uh, like D-rated comic coming out of. I would I say-, say Vertigo or. Uh, Top cow. I would say that Losers is probably, um, I would say it's in like the shadow of Watchmen, but almost on that same tier uh, as, I guess, release would go. Not release and then boom kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it, Losers was uh, based off a graphic novel. Oh. That's why there's a lot of those like shots in the movie that like um, are very comic paneled. Uh, because it does that whole, like, Eric Bana, Incredible Hulk syndrome. I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely see I probably it. have seen it. It's... Have you seen it? You haven't seen like, the movie? No, I might have seen the movie. I, I have a huge uh-huh. film catalog yeah, that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, so do I. So it's like, I think I might have seen it, yeah, it has, back uh, when it first came out. It has uh, What's-His-Face, who plays Negan. Oh, um, okay. Um, it also has, uh, that one dude. I can't remember his name now. What has he played? Uh, do you remember the movie Waiting? Yes. Okay. Uh, the main, Justin Long. Okay. There it is. Um, it has a bunch of other big names in it, too. Definitely suggest checking it out. It's, uh, it's one of those sleeper films. That I enjoy. You know, it's not big on anybody's radar, but hell, I love it. It's good. It has a uh, what's-his-face Michael from The Lost Boys. He plays a villain. Oh, and Michael will be at uh, Motor City. Yes, he will. <laughs> That's another one on the on the autograph list. <laughs> but uh, just to get your feelings on this, because I he was in Justice League, what are your thoughts on Jason Momoa as uh, being cast as Eric Draven in the Crow remake? Uh... The crow is like I feel is like the, the 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 Catholic Bible, you know. You just I don't think it needs to be remade. Even thank even, you. Even with like Jason Momoa, who like dude, that guy is like sculpted by Zeus himself. That man is God. He looks like a god. <laughs> like he he has stature. He's so what what seems to be through like his social media outlets and stuff. It's just one of those guys that, like, you come across once once in your lifetime and, like, personally sitting across him and be like, dude, this guy's weird. But in your head, you're going, this guy's, like, the coolest guy I've ever met. Like, he throws hatchets. He rock climbs. I will say when I met him at Motor City a couple years ago, he was a douche. Was he? I'm kind of jealous that you met him at Motor City. It was right after his character got killed off of Game of Thrones. Uh Uh-huh. And he was there, had big signs, no photos at booth, whatever. And uh, he actually canceled all his photo ops. Really? Because he didn't want any pictures taken of him. I wonder if he was sour. Because that was like his 
he was his big break. And then after um, he got killed off, I, he kind of fell off the map. And then all of a sudden he boop, popped back up again. Yeah. But even when I did an interview a few years ago with Rochelle Davis, they were talking about doing uh, the remake and casting uh, Jason Hamm as Eric Draven. Really? And uh, she was adamant about never remaking it again. Yeah. Now, me being a person who loves the comics, I've met James O'Barr. The dealership I used to work at, James O'Barr worked at, too. We have an autograph of James O'Barr above the parts uh, office because <laughs> he worked at the same uh, dealership in the parts department. Oh. And I've read all the comics. I've seen all four movies. You're dedicated some bitch right there. And Ugh. the the last movie sucked because it had Tara Reed's in it. Uh, Eddie's the only reason. <laughs> Eddie Furlong was in it, which he did a decent job. David Boreanaz was in it. Uh-huh. He did a decent job. A villainous role, but a decent job. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, the third movie had Kirsten Dunst in it. That her getting her mouth sewn was a saving grace of the film. Uh, the second movie was um, a mental mind fuck, if you will, but it was a good movie. See, I remember watching the first one, then going to see the second one, and just being, being like sitting there watching it going, what? 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 And then there's the show. Yeah. Crow Stairway to Heaven. With Mark Dukakis. Uh, that show even confused me even thoroughly. The The second movie in that show was enough for me when I was younger to say that I hated The Crow. Until I got into high school and watched The Crow again. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is good. Let's just forget about everything else. I also own the TV series. <laughs> I See, I, I'm... I la- on VHS. I, on VHS. Dude, you are a dedicated person. To I also have The Crow on VHS. <sighs> well, that's a... that's a. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stab right here and say that collecting VHS, there's nothing wrong with that. I have Jurassic Park on VHS. I so have do I. Ghostbusters on VHS. Uh, I have Ghostbusters 2 on VHS. Uh, I got a couple more. I got Mallrats on VHS. I got the originals. Uh, Star Wars trilogy on VHS. That's a nice landing there, buddy. I also had, uh, which I still had it, uh, the original Star Wars on Laserdisc. Wow. I also have Betamax tapes too. You have Betamax? I say that's a that for me. I was I grew up with VHS. I didn't learn about Betamax and Laserdisc until I was like teenager, and I started to dabble in realized there was other formats besides VHS because that's what I had. I didn't I didn't inquire as to what else was out there in five. I had Beetlejuice, Robocop, Batman and Ghostbusters keeping company. I I was good. I have the Terminator series. T one and T two. Oh the movies. Yeah. Not the, not like not that. the Sarah Connor okay, Chronicles. Okay. <laughs> but T one and T two, the original two on VHS. Then I have T3, Salvation, and Genesis on DVD. <laughs> I'm a completionist when it comes to series. If I start a series, I have to own it all. I uh, I can say that I used to be like that. I've drawn away from it now because I realized, oh my god, I've wasted all this money on a series that like only the movie in the beginning was good. See, you can't say that about like the Hellraiser movies or because well, uh, they're all screwed up. That, that's why you watch those movies is because they're just Clive mentally... Barker is a fucking genius. That's why you watch a movie. <laughs> and if he had no, Clive Barker, if you want to, okay, Clive Barker. Yeah. Um, but like I watch them because they're just, they're a mental. It's they're They're honestly, they're like, I love the Hellraiser movies, but they, they are some of the most disgusting movies. <laughs> like they are like repulsive in in nature because the 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 villains themselves are meant to be repulsive. Like they they they're tortured souls that basically go and kill people in the form of their the way they die. Yeah, 
And it's just like, it's thoroughly messed up, man. Like, it's uh, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Yes. Still one of my favorite ones. Mostly because, like, at the beginning he's in the statue and he kills that, like, pervert wife-beating dude. Um, and it's one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen. I used to watch, my mom will tell you this if you ever talk to my mom, that I, I would watch Child's Play and Nightmare on Elm Street when I was three and not be phased. Hellraiser, even as an adult, I go, wow, these are morbid. And me, I think uh, Child's Play 3 is probably the best one in the series. The one everybody forgets. Right, the one where he's at... Uh, the military school. Military school. I I enjoy Child's Play 2 for the ending sequence where they're in the warehouse. Yes. And it's just so disgusting when he gets all the wax and stuff, like jump, or rubber, whatever it is, dumped on him. He's all melted. <laughs> <laughs> but the kid, like, jumping on the live grenade and his guts just blowing out. It's perfect. I salute that kid. <laughs> anyway, we're getting massively off topic, <laughs> and we're recorded over an hour here. So, Oh, no. <laughs> Looks like you got some editing to do. Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find the Kapowcast, and if they have any questions about anything, or even if they want to debate you on oh, why man. soup should not have been brought back in the <laughs> first Justice League movie. Uh, if you want to guess, uh, if you want to check out Kapowcast, we're on Facebook at Kapowcast2015. Uh, we also have an Instagram at Kapowcast. We're on Twitter. Obviously, at Kapowcast. Uh, you can hit us up via our email, kapowcastpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also be on the lookout. We're going to start doing some uh, some commentary tracks to movies that we'll be putting out on iTunes uh, for a small fee. Um, and am I forgetting anything? You can oh, check if us you out. ever want me on those commentary tracks, I will <laughs> gladly talk shit about some movies. Uh, you can obviously check us out on the, the Pod Pros Podcasting Network. Um, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud. And you can, I've, I've been told that you can find us through smaller party uh, podcatchers, too. I don't know for sure because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an elitist. I use... It's basically SoundCloud and uh, iTunes for all my side stuff. <laughs> but, Tony, thank you ever so kindly for coming on and sitting down talking uh, Justice League and Black Panther and all the other rambling <laughs> shit that we talked about. Uh, this has been a long time coming because I know two years ago you were like, hey, get me out and we'll talk some I, DC stuff. When you hit me up, I was like, oh, my God, finally. Thank you. <laughs> it's about damn time. <laughs> But, no, I've been trying to find, like, a decent topic God. to hitch up on, and it's like, you know what? I know he's a big DC fan. I yeah. know he's a big DC fan. Oh, yeah. Why not have him on for Justice League? It was a it, solid. It was a solid uh, choice there. And then I was like, eh. I had just gotten out of seeing Black Panther with Brewski, and uh -huh. it's like, might as well make it a twofer. <laughs> Toss in Black Panther. <laughs> Good. You you picked a, a a decent movie for me, and then a, a fantastic movie for me. The decent one being Justice yes, League. Yes. <laughs> Still a saving grace, though. I will stand by that. It was a saving grace. But Superman should have been held off. I I do I do agree, but it gave me a lot of fan service when he came back. So, <laughs> but Flash so Soup's race at the end. Oh, DC's releasing a statue of that. Guess who's buying it? <laughs> My biggest problem with the Flash in that movie is Ezra Miller, as a whole. Uh, that's a whole another. That's a whole other show, buddy. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> you heard it here first. He will be back on when we talk Flash, and yeah. we will. Yeah, for we, sure. We will cover the Barry Allen, the um, Wally West, pretty much every incarnation <sighs> of the Flash. I'm excited, <laughs> including Jay Garrett, yes. who. Uh, in, if you watch a Flash CW show, is played by John Wesley Ship, who was, in fact, the 1990s Flash, who autographed my complete Flash series from the 90s. <sighs> yes! I have that on DVD. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> and I have it autographed by John Wesley Ship. That's awesome. If I ever see Mark Hamill, he's going yes. to be signing that same yes. thing. You should have Grant Gustin just sign it when you meet him and then just be like, it's the better flash. 
This is the flesh I grew up with. This just proves I'm an old fucking guy. <laughs> that uh, that if I come on for the flash show, we're gonna definitely have to like set a, a timer because I'll go on with the flash for hours. Oh, I, if I know ahead of time that we're doing a show like that, I will clear up a multi-episode <laughs> block and be like, "Stay tuned for Flash Part Two. Uh, then we gotta do the the intro from the CW show, recreate it. <laughs> My name is Dave the Nerd, and I am the fastest, or I am the fattest guy alive. <laughs> but anyway, Tony, thank you ever so kindly for coming on, and everybody. Check out Kapowcast. It is probably one of my favorite shows on the Podbros Podcasting Network. All right, time for some housekeeping. As always, you can find me on Podbros Network, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But you can also find me on Twitter at DaveTheNerd underscore TNC. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave's Nerd Compendium. All one word, no apostrophes. You can also go to DaveNC.com and find everything there. Find everything on PodBros.com in the Dave the Nerd section. I have a YouTube channel. Just search Dave the Nerd. And I'll do like unboxings and I might do like a movie review or something on there just to give a little bit of content. And don't forget, while you're on iTunes at Stitcher, to... Rate the show five stars, thumbs up, whatever they take. And if you write a review, I can read it and then focus the show to be more about what you want to hear. So, with all that being said, thank you ever so kindly. And, as always, and if you need a man, find a nerd. Overload. Pleasure overload. Excuse me. What do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.